Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We host a very simple podcast. We listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us, and then we give our honest reactions to it. Sometimes we like it, sometimes we hate it, sometimes we're ambivalent towards it, but ultimately we really enjoy punk and the broad umbrella that catches all of the mini subgenres underneath that label. So uh, we put some mics in front of us and we talk about it. We've got 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and we usually get between uh, through between five and seven bands every week, and it's always our first time here in the release with a few exceptions sometimes nate will have heard the release or i will have heard the release but by and large it's something new to us sometimes we have bands that are returning from uh previous episodes with new releases but yeah that's really all there is to it uh the the podcast is a very simple one we don't do anything too complex we pretty much just get together and talk about punk music talk shit yeah uh something that we excel at so uh, I'd like to I'd like to open up this week's episode before we get into it with uh, a shout out to my homie Ty. Our homie Ty just passed away today, so uh, you know I wanted to give him a proper shout out. I was listening to uh, Snapcase on the way over here to record the Steps EP. Um, I mentioned on a recent Patreon episode that we did, we did the year in hardcore 1995, and Steps was one of my selections for that year. Yep. And I mentioned Ty on that episode. Um, Ty showed me Snapcase for the first time when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, probably 18, 19 years old, and Steps was the release that he chose to go with. It was his favorite release by them. It uh, It's since become my favorite release by them. And... Uh, yeah, that dude showed me a lot of really good music that was incredibly formative for me. Dude was one of my best friends during some of the most formative years of my life. So, uh, yeah, shout out to that dude. Yeah, it's a real bummer. For sure. Um, it's a real bummer. But, you know, I've had relatives in a similar situation, and I've been in a similar situation with relatives. And yeah. It's a hard time. It's not easy. It's not easy. But... I guess conclusion and closure. Right. There is a there is a, a certain amount of relief when the grieving is done and all of that. Yeah. No. For sure. Agreed. One hundred percent. But yeah, I just want to give a shout out to him. Give out a uh, a shout out to Genesis. Yep. Uh, who just recently <laughs> passed? They were a pivotal figure in not just punk music and alternative music history, but just alternative culture in general. Yeah. Um, the founder of Throbbing Gristle, mm-hmm. of Psychic Television, yep. of the Temple of Psychic Youth, which was, among other things, a publishing house, a label, um, truly revolutionized like underground culture and counterculture in a way that few other people can make claim to. Right. Um, I mean... Yeah, it, it would be impossible to overstate their influence on the landscape that we see in front of us. And that la- and that influence did eventually reach into even mainstream culture and pop culture. Right. Because Throbbing Gristle and the bands that formed off of that, you know, that not only birthed industrial music and all that shit, but that later turned into Acid House, which took hold of the airwaves and became mainstream electronic music after many years. I mean... The roots go really, really fucking deep. Yeah. So uh, rest in peace there, too. Yeah, and I mean, much respect. Whether or not, you know, you, you're you into what Genesis was doing, you always have to get, give loads of respect. I always do to people that live life according to their rules on their own terms. Yeah, for sure. And there is no way that you can look at... 
at Genesis, Lady J, especially the last 25 years mm-hmm. of their life. Right. And think that these people were not living in their own fucking world by their own rules. For sure. And external forces be damned. Yeah, that's the thing that one always needs to tip, uh, tip your hat to, for sure. Yeah. Because it is... A lot of us like to think that we're uh, existing against the grain, but no, not even touching that. No, not even touching they, that. They they were an absolute rock. Yeah, in the middle of a river, not moving. Yeah, straight up, which is dope and adder- admirable on a level that I uh, I reserve my admiration for very few things. Yeah, absolutely. You know like what I'm I, I I I genuinely I don't. I don't look at people and admire very many people. Right. I don't I don't envy many people, but sure. I do envy people who have the personal courage to do to be themselves and to do their thing regardless of what is happening around them. For sure. The the, the amount of courage of that, the amount to just as, as I was watching an interview with Genesis last night talking about you know, one of Lady J's uh, favorite sayings um, was when you see a cliff jump, mm-hmm. and there's no way in the world that that wasn't a model that um, a motto that they followed to the very end. One hundred percent. My first exposure to Genesis was long before I even knew anything about Throbbing Gristle mm-hmm. or, you know, Psychic TV. I acquired a book <clears throat> in the early '90s. Gosh, I probably was fourteen. Mm-hmm. And I acquired a book called um, Modern Primitive. Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. research book. Right. Like research was the public, the, the, the series title or something. And it was research volume 21, I think. Yep. Um, Modern Primitive. And I still have the book somewhere. And there's an interview section with Genesis in there. And, mm-hmm. you know, Genesis was doing things in the 60s and 70s. Right. That were would be considered... Um, in some ways, passe today, right? But in, on other, in other ways, also like extreme mm-hmm. today. Sure. And if and with regards to like personal appearance and body modification and personal ethos and things, um, definitely, definitely was way, way not even on the fucking field mm-hmm. in 1970, 1960. You know, the late sixties and seventies. For sure. Genesis was the one shit that was unfucking heard of. Right. Yeah, and like now you go to the grocery store and you just, you know, you see a clerk with cropped bangs and a septum ring or whatever. Right. That wouldn't even be a thing. And you think I'm overstating that, but I'm not. Right. Like the influence on the broadly speaking body modification and Mm -hmm. all that entails, be it body piercing, tattoos, and all that, their influence on that becoming normalized over time is immense right immense right and the company that they kept in general like the temple of psychic youth if you're not familiar with it was basically a loose affiliation of people worldwide with disparate goals in terms of what they wanted to accomplish individually but a unified goal in the idea that they wanted to enact actual change they wanted to be genuinely transgressive and uh, perpetuate their worldview in whatever way they saw fit, be it via writing or art or tattooing or whatever. And if you look at that experiment in a broad, in broad strokes and look at all the people that were actually involved in the Temple of Psychic Youth and the crew that Genesis kept, they were largely successful. If you want to look at uh, sort of the practical application of occult ritual that they were practicing in terms of like we're going to visualize a goal and enact it 
uh, they largely succeeded in a way that, like I said, very few other people can lay claim to. Yeah, and and they 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 forced their will upon the world around them. Right. Yes. Regardless of the consequences, which is sick. I mean. Maybe maybe folks don't know why, like especially if, if you know, with the news stories about Genesis, you know, the internet mm-hmm. buzz about Genesis dying, you don't really know, you know, you see this older person who's obviously had a lot of plastic surgery and, right. you know, blonde, long, long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, frankly, she kind of, he, they right. kind of look like a toad. Sure. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and you, you wonder, like, why do they look that way? Read up on what like Genesis and Lady J were doing in the 90s. Right. Right? Yeah. When they met and they considered themselves to be both halves of one mm-hmm. one like extra basically um I can't remember the name of the project they called it but they turned their bodies into living performance art pieces. Right. Yes. Undergoing <laughs> Genesis more than Lady J undergoing reconstructive surgery so that they looked alike. Mm-hmm. Genesis did this as a person in their 40s. Right. Yeah. Decided, fuck it. Yeah. Right? You think such wanton abandon for, you know, general norms and even like your external appearance is something that is foregone, mm-hmm. you know, once somebody gets past like their 20s. Right. Genesis lived that life. For sure. Walked that walk. Yeah. And to think, <laughs> decided to undergo plastic surgery. Right. To look like their partner. Yeah. Because they were one being. Right. You can take that however you want to take it. Mm-hmm. I got mad respect for that because above all, that is living to your own personal ethos to the highest extent. 100%. And we we will, sh- you know, we shit on different demographics of people on this show, whatever. We've taken shots at furries, adult babies, whatever the fuck. Well, I mean, come on. Which, because of course, right? Right. But ultimately... I will say I reserve a great deal of respect for anybody who forges their own path and really does not give a fuck, any sort of a fuck about external influence on the way they live their lives. Well, you know, and, and it, what it gets down to is we hate on the false. Sure. Right? Right. But the one thing I do not hate on is the true. True weirdos, yo, respect for you in all of your many forms. Right. For real. Unapologetic. You are what you are. Give it, you know, love it or love it or leave it. Right. Yeah. If there's one, if there's one type of person I will always ride for, it is the true died in the wool, couldn't change if they fucking wanted to weirdo. Yeah. And obviously, like, I never knew Genesis. Right. Aside from reading about him, listening to you know Throbbing Gristle, and you know watching interviews. Mm-hmm. But if who that person was externally it was enough to turn people away that's their fucking loss right right for sure indeed so uh on that note i guess let's move into the show for the day yeah unless uh, you have uh, any other points of order that well, you i mean there's loads of? of points of order there are there, so, there are i don't know if you want to take care of them up top or well we we are taught i mean let's just let's just kind of um let's be real for a moment okay a couple episodes ago i joked about having a little cold yeah, well, last episode, I think, right? Nah, it was a couple episodes where I said the doctor said I had something called COVID-19. Oh, yeah, that was a couple episodes ago, yes. And he said I would uh, feel no good and have big boogers and pimps. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we laughed about it. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Maybe it was a little bit of uh, whistling past the graveyard. Sure. Last episode, we talked about how we're finally getting to live the uh, dream that was uh, painted for us by our favorite 
crossover thrash bands, um, you know, buy uh, nuclear assault artwork. Right. And now, just a few days later, uh-huh. there definitely seems to be a bit of a heavier mood. There's a pall. We'll, yeah, we, we will say we will say that a a, um, a blanket has descended upon upon us. <laughs> right. Yes. And uh, God, it's uh, frankly for me, mm-hmm. kind of bugging me out. Yeah. A little, because I've got I've got older relatives back home. I can't do anything to help them. Right. And like I just had a conversation with my mom, who apparently is in La La Land, and mm-hmm. she says, "Oh, well, is is everything weird because of that flu that's going around?" <laughs> and I'm like. Yo, that's not the fucking flu, <laughs> right? Yes, and and uh, you know, I'm thinking you can be glib. I think if you're glib, you know deep down that you're uh, fucking wrong. Sure, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, about yeah. it, and I'll definitely make you know horrible jokes and funny jokes because about it. Because that's if what you ain't do. laughing, you're crying. Of course, right? But fuck me, man. Like this is something that we ain't seen in a hundred years, right? I was reading about just. Just, you know, checking up on what Wikipedia had to say about the Spanish flu of, you know, 1918. Mm-hmm. 40, 50 million people estimated dead. Right. Right. Yo, we're freaking out about 4,100 people in Italy. Right. Right. We're freaking out about, I, I can't even fathom 40 to 50 million people dead. No, I don't even know what that looks like. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I mean, just, the, you know, the, the, the dead... Are one thing, but then all the other things going along with it. Right. Well, let's just say it's a real bummer. (laughs) It is a real bummer. It is a real bummer. But on the same token, without these sort of natural events, humanity would be allowed to just just propagate unchecked. Now, now here's the thing. Uh I did make the oath Uh a few weeks ago. I said from now on. Yeah, I'm turning over a new leaf, and we're going positive with this. Okay, yeah. Right? So here's the positive spin on this. Mm-hmm. Think about how privileged we are to be witness to this. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. I mean, we go to fucking movies to, like, see the drama unfold on the silver screen right. about shit like this. Yeah. We're in the fucking movie now. <laughs> that's that's true. Right? Yeah. So in some ways, I mean, you know, you can rage, you can rage at the, you know, the cold mind of the universe all you want. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make a fucking lick of a difference. Right. So instead, you might as well just, as I've said before, embrace the chaos. That's true. Hunker down and marvel at the spectacle. That's true. I mean, I, that's really the best. That's the best spin that you could possibly put on this situation. And for God's sakes, don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Like I, I was, you know, so I was talking to my mom and I'm like, look, mom, you are in your mid sixties. Uh, you have COPD. Um, if you get this, you will die. Right. Yes. Right. You will die. And she's like, well, you're scaring me now. And I'm like, well, you should be. <laughs> right. So here's what I want you to do. Don't leave your fucking house for anything. Right. I don't care if you got to get a smoke and walk down to the corner store. Stay in your fucking house. Right. 
right? I'll have deliveries, groceries delivered to you as best I can from here. Don't leave your fucking home. Yeah. Right? Um, so she's kind of being a shithead about it, mm-hmm. right? I got family members that are being shitheads about it, just going about their normal business. Listen, I'm just saying, I got a bunch of food in my house. I'm ready for about a month of doing nothing. Right. I don't pack heat because mm-hmm. I ain't a fucking pussy. <laughs> you always fucking say that. Right? Yeah. But I will kill a motherfucker <laughs> that comes into my home within the next month. And and you got plenty of of ammunition for it. You got plenty of weapons to do the job. Whatever you whatever you choose. I got a I got a nasty little dog that yeah. will make plenty of fucking noise and let me know that somebody's fucking around at the back door. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, these close spaces. Uh, zero, you know, no choke. Number two shot in my fucking twelve gauge. I ain't fucking missing. <laughs> that's that is true. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, I guess things are a little dark and serious. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? You know what? We'll if, either- if you got COVID, spread spread around. Take some lives. To you quote- die when you die. <laughs> there you go. To uh, <laughs> paraphrase the great Gigi Allen. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite songs. Well, see, there's another person too that lived completely by their own fucking rules and love them or hate them. Right. You gotta fucking respect that he was an unrepentant fucking cocksucker. That is true, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, maybe that wasn't the right word. He was an unrepentant motherfucker. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I I still stand by cocksucker. Cocksucker is a good word. It's man. a great insult. dude. It's the best insult for like old people like a 75 year old fucking korean war vet oh yeah dude right yeah they're getting on you just 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 take a few fucking slashes at their masculinity <laughs> and you'll have that old man boiling over with rage until his fucking heart pops right because to a 75 year old man there's nothing w- worse in the world they could be right than a cocksucker right 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 so just hit him with that hit him hit him with hit him with the homophobic slurs yep um, really lay it on thick, and that old man will drop stone dead before you even have to hit him once. <laughs> that is true. Um, so there are a couple other things that you have in the pipe that you wanted to talk about, but I don't know if we should take them to you know start, start talking about them up top because we're already almost twenty minutes into recording. We've yeah, not and, even I, touched and, the music and honestly, yet. it has been a fucking bummer, hasn't it? Well, I don't know. I think it's been a good twenty. You I'll know, tell you what, what, one thing we haven't talked about. What? And we're not gonna. Huh. You know what. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know what. <laughs> we're, not, we're not even gonna touch it we're this time. We're not gonna touch it this time. That's right. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's get into it. Okay, cool. So, in the queue this week, I've got a couple uh, returning from last episode. We'll go through those ones first. First up, I've got Android from Orlando, Florida. This is a punk band from Florida that just released their uh, first EP. Uh, which is called Chapter 001 in January of this year. Then we have got G. Michael Thomas with Slummo. Um, kind of touched on this last episode. This is an individual dude who does various recording projects and basically undertakes different personas or perspectives and writes from those for each project. Described this particular one as raw punk. Then we have got Vidro from Stockholm, Sweden. This is a punk, post-punk band from Sweden. This is a split with another band from Sweden, I believe, called Kankro. Now we are into the new stuff that we have not had in the queue before. So new this week, we have got Inflict with their self-titled release that came out in January of this year. That It was submitted to us by, I think, somebody in the band on the Facebook group. 
Then we have got GAC with their release Temperance. This is a new Denver, Colorado band. For anybody that's paying even the slightest amount of attention, you know that Denver is absolutely fucking popping right now for punk and hardcore. Yep. Then we have got Wallbreaker with Resurrect. This has been suggested to me a couple times. Just finally got around to putting in the queue. This came out in January of this year. They are a New Jersey band. Then we have got... Grave Titan with their demo 2019. This came out in October of last year. This is a Boise, Idaho uh, hardcore band, I think with some death metal influences. Then we have got Blood Ties with their demo. This is a band from British Columbia. Just uh, released this in November of last year. I have not listened to this yet, but it was suggested to me by uh, some folks who I, I appreciate their, uh, their taste, so I'm hoping it's good. Then we have got Hushed with their winter promo. We actually premiered a track for Hushed on an episode last fall, I want to say. Uh, They are a Michigan hardcore band. They dropped this in December. And then last up, we have got Secular Media with Consume Beyond Hunger. This is a band from Washington, D.C. Somebody that is a listener to the show and part of the Facebook group dropped this. Um, artwork is by John Mayo. John Mayo is a really awesome working artist uh, out of Canada. Does really, really sick stuff. Um, did something for my most recent band, Code of Violence, that is very bolt thrower, sort of Warhammer art-esque, but he covers a broad range of stuff. I think he's doing art for my black metal band, Antlers' Roots. We just hit him up today and hit him with a uh, down payment for a piece. So uh, if you need any art done... That's one thing. A lot of independent artists are going to be struggling during this time if they have day jobs as graphic designers and shit where they're not going to be able to go into the office. So if you know any artists, commission them to do some stuff if you have extra extra money. Like I said, we threw some money at uh, John today for a project. So if you have the money to do so, definitely uh, support some independent artists in a weird time. And that's all we got in the queue this week. Let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All righty. Uh, nine. Okay, Nine is Hushed with their winter promo. The Bandcamp is hushedmi.bandcamp.com. This is a four-song release. I think it's just a, a digital only. Um, a promo for an LP, I would assume, right? That's typically what a promo is. There is three originals on this and then a negative approach cover, Ready to Fight. Great song, a little bit uh, a little bit overplayed in terms of covers. Yeah, we, we did a we did a negative approach cover years ago. Parasitic Twins did. We've done a few. We played an NA well, set. Right, we played an entire negative approach cover set at uh, a Dude Fest after show one year. But we recorded uh, Ready to Fight. I think that's the only NA song that we ever recorded. Yeah, yeah. And we did a good goddamn job of it too. I've heard this rendition of it because I think it was with the uh, songs that were sent to me over the winter, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? Maybe these are the, maybe these are actually the songs that we played. Yeah, I think these are the songs that we played. Somebody just dropped it in the fucking, in the uh, Facebook group and maybe didn't realize that we had already played it on here. I, you know, honestly, uh huh. I don't remember. Yeah, that's because it was just kind of middle of the road. It was, it was not awful by any stretch of the imagination. It was pretty competent. Um, we didn't hate it, but we didn't love it either. Right. And we just, yeah, we premiered a track. I think we premiered Nature of the Game off okay. of this. So, yeah, we've that actually already... That song title sounds familiar. Yeah, we've actually already listened to this. So I'm just going to make a, an executive decision here, and I'm just going to do the next one in the queue that was right by it. Okay. So sorry to Hushed, but we already premiered your track, so, you know, people heard it. Uh, so let's just do Secular Media with Consumed Beyond Hunger, because that was next up in the queue. The okay. Bandcamp is secularmedia.bandcamp.com. This is a Washington, D.C. band. It was described to me as power violence, fast core stuff. 
It is a five-song release, came out on a limited cassette edition, so if you like what you're about to hear, you can still buy that. I think they still have some available um, because, like I said, it just dropped on March 20th. Um, let's just go ahead and listen to... You just want to listen to the first song? Sure. So we are going to listen to Stuck by Secular Media off of their tape, Consume Beyond Hunger. was the song stuck by the band secular media off of their tape consume beyond hunger um that wasn't bad no not bad uh it didn't i i i in the past have listened to a ton of stuff like this sure i don't check it out too much anymore unless it's really really stand out right um but no i mean this was fine i you know this uh to me, was very reminiscent of like the first weekend nacho seven inch yeah i could hear the that tortured the tortured ep not quite as raw and ferocious. Right. Yeah. And that was what I was going to say. It's reminiscent of that. It's reminiscent in sort of like in uh, delivery with the, I guess, like clipped vocal delivery mm-hmm. and uh, the, the the song structure in general to obviously sure. like despise you. Right. Yeah. But again, not as ferocious and raw. You can hear some lack of interest in this. A too. Lack of interest. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Lack of interest. Um, and actually, lack of interest is what I was thinking instead of despise you. But, yeah. Um, Despise you works too. Sure. Uh, yeah, but not as ferocious as any of those bands. Right. The the uh, production on it wasn't as as beefy and juicy. Right. Um, but uh, it's fine. Yeah, it was competently done. I was a little bit let down by that break. It wasn't nearly as mean no. as I wanted it well, to be. I mean, nothing about the song was as mean as you wanted it to be. Right. That's and that was that's kind of my main hang up on it. Um, I thought the intro was promising. I liked the sort of atypical shreddy intro for it. It was cool. When the blast came in, I was like, all right, cool. You know, they're making making true to their promise of being a fast core band. I was hoping, because for me, so much of fast core and power violence is that juxtaposition. The juxtaposition between the fucking hyper blast, super fast part, and a fucking crushing, mean, dirgy breakdown. Now, that doesn't have to exist in every song, but when it comes up every two or three songs on the release, you're like, fuck, yes. Every time I hear that in an Infest song, when they finally get around to that part, I'm fucking hype. Yeah. You and, know and, what I'm saying? And and it's I for me, 
a lot of this stuff too if it really wants to hit you again we've talked about the production of this it's all in the production sure everything needs to be fucking peaked right it it needs to sound it needs to sound like a fucking tornado in your head right i want to hear i i want it to sound like the tape is about to blow out of my tape player. Right. You know what I mean? I want levels to be in the fucking red. Right. I want everything to be clipping. I want it to sound insane. Right. Um, You know, Regional Justice Center is a contemporary band that does a really good job of that. Their production is clean in in the sense that you can discern everything that's going on, but it's fucking it's mastered loud as shit and it's, it's heavy it's blown out it's fucking heavy wound man another band you know there are bands that are doing this correctly these days and again no diss on secular media this was perfe- perfectly competent but it doesn't have the level of ferocity that i want from like a power violence or a fast core band to keep me coming back to it i i, I wouldn't revisit this no i'd watch the set you know what i mean Sure, I'd watch the set. I wouldn't. I wouldn't revisit this. This isn't. This isn't like the standout. At least this song, anyway. If, you know, it's not. It, it. Like I said, it was fine. It didn't really stand out to me in a, in many ways. There's loads. I mean, you talk about a saturated genre, mm-hmm. um, especially especially from like 2010 to like 2016. Anyway, sure. Right. I mean, it, there's still tons of them around, but you want to talk about a saturated fucking genre. Yeah, and I think it it's a saturated genre with not a lot of mainstream popularity in more straight-ahead punk and hardcore circles. So we got a lot of it being in the basement scene. Yes. So I think you and I got burnt out on it pretty quickly, whereas most people maybe aren't aware of the fact that there are a lot of fucking bands doing this over the course of the last decade. So... I think maybe this is probably refreshing to people that exist more in just mainstream straight ahead circles and don't dive as deep into that basement scene. It might be like, oh shit, I didn't know that there were bands playing fast stuff. It's cool to hear this again. For me, I heard a lot of this for a long fucking time. Yep. So it's not nearly as novel to me. No. Um, If this were novel, if this were the first band that I'd heard like this in a long time, I'd I'd probably be psyched on it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, when when I was in D.C. and we were playing, you know, virtually every show, there were there would there would at least be one band that, in every way, sonically, everything about it sounded exactly like this band. Right. You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. Exactly like this band. Yep. You know, and they come from Washington D.C., which is even has a, a contemporary history or more modern history of really dope bands like this. I mean, you want to look for one of the best examples of like a contemporary or modern fa- fast core band. Coke bust is about as good as it gets. Yeah. So um, they got a lot to live up to coming from the DC area too. I sure. mean, sick, I think sick fix from was from that area. Maybe Baltimore so. somewhere. Around. But uh, who's the drummer that's in all those fucking bands? Oh, Chris. I think so. I don't. I don't know if he was in Sick Fix or not. He may have been. But there's there was there's like one dude that I, I can't remember his name. I think Chris played drums in those bands. It, it, yeah. yeah, he's been in a ton of bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, hey, good attempt. Keep it up. Sure. Um, make it louder. Make it meaner. Yeah, that that would be my uh, that would be my main critique too. I yeah. just want to hear a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I just want this to be fucking meaner, straight yeah. up. Let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. Five. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Five is GAC. The Bandcamp is gacdenver.bandcamp.com. The CK re- or K? CK. The release is called Temperance. This is a five-song release. It's just a demo. Um, 
Interesting about section. A demo for a band. We are temporary. Sorry. Do they mean that in a more existential sense? Or do they just mean that the band is temporary? temporary. As in this is like a recording project or something. I don't know. I don't really know either. I don't know the level of depth to uh, attribute to these folks. Yeah, me neither. But the fact that we are temporary is, is such a mysterious statement. Maybe... Um, belies a little bit of a little more depth to it perhaps uh recorded in the basement at seventh i assume that means seventh circle the venue in, in denver that's somewhat famous oh yeah i played there years and years ago uh it was not a good show but the venue is really fucking cool um so let's see do we do, do we just want to listen to uh the first song on this uh sure then if we we if we want more of a taste we can listen to the second song yeah let's listen to oldman all right, cool. So we're going to listen to Old Man by Gak off of their demo, Temperance. That was the song Old Man by the band Gak off of their demo Temperance. That was essentially perfect. Sure. Um, that was very good. I like that a lot. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Um, a lot of that, I mean, you know, the the, the songwriting itself, again, mm-hmm. classic rock and roll based hardcore. Right. Always the best style. Always. Always. Um, but what I really liked about that was the vocal delivery absolutely buried in reverb and in the mix. For sure. Right. If I didn't, if I wasn't reading the lyrics, there was there'd be no way that I could follow along. No, I probably wouldn't even be able to pick out a single word. Right to the point that like the the vocals were just another another instrument in it. Right for sure. Yep. Um, which to me made it absolutely perfect. It made it haunting and angry. Yep. And uh, mysterious in a lot of ways too. Definitely. Absolutely perfect. I, I I hope that's exactly what this band sounds like live. Me too. I also would like this to uh, exist on a physical release. Yes, I would have bought it just now. Yeah, this is really fucking good, man. Um, yeah, perfect execution. I agree on every front. The production was fucking great. It was blown out, but there was enough clarity that I could hear the fucking guitar riffs, which were good. As we've said time and time again, rock and roll-based hardcore is the best form by and large. I was just listening to the first Damned LP the sure. other day. What a fucking incredible record. Yeah. Proto-hardcore in the sense that it inspired almost every first-wave hardcore band. Sure. And the songs on that record, I mean, 
that record as a whole is harder than almost any other record and, ever written. And what right? year did that come out? 77. I'm going to say 76, 77. Yep. Yep. 77. And like the riffs on that record are just, it, dude, especially considering that those songs were written over the years of 75, 76, right. came out in 77. I mean, the riffs are just like mean. Yep. They're fucking nasty. Right. They're so fucking good. Any hardcore that I can draw a straight line from The Damned to where this band arrived, yep. that's my favorite hardcore, yep. period. Um, yeah, this was fucking great. The voice as an instrument thing is a thing that I've liked ever since I was a kid. First time I heard uh, My Bloody Valentine and was introduced yeah. to Shoegaze, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. I love where this is sitting in the mix. Like, That was their entire idea. You li- listen to interviews with Belinda Butcher and Kevin Shields. They talk specifically about treating the voice as just another instrument, not a thing to be put plopped on top of the mix and given some sort of special treatment. I think in hardcore, unless you have an incredibly powerful front man or front person, front woman, whatever, that's doing something incredibly unique that deserves to be highlighted as a singular thing. Right, unless you've got a carnival barker. Right, exactly. Unless you've got Dwid, right? right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, buried in the mix, treated as another instrument, is the appropriate place for this. Yeah, and that's an apt comparison, too, because honestly... It didn't sound the world away from that. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. It had that same ethereal quality to it in in the middle of that song. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Shit is fucking really, really good. Lyrics, uh, unfortunately, evergreen in terms of the female experience, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Being creeped on by old shitheads. Yeah. A thing that uh, I have had reported to me by my friends, partners, relatives over the course of my entire life. And I don't see changing anytime soon because we live in a... A shit world. Well, yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, it's it's the way of the world, I guess. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of things that don't have to be the way they are, and they are because, uh, you know, we're fucking horrible. Yeah, for sure. So one thing I wanted to address about this band in their description, it says "Fem fronted hardcore from Denver." In the tags, it has female vocals, fem, fem punk. So. The thing that I find interesting about that, and I guess just goes to show that there is always a plurality of opinions on any subject, even if somebody would have you think that there is consensus, there almost never is on anything. The prevailing trend right now, rhetorically within punk circles, is to say female fronted is not a genre, right? Like, there's no point in specifying that a band is female fronted because what the fuck does that mean? Right. Which I tend to agree with. What indeed does that fucking mean? Nothing, right? Like, whether or not I'm going to like it has nothing to do with whether or not a woman is fronting the band. Like, it's completely irrelevant. If we're talking about something like indie rock, a different thing. Because I tend to like indie rock bands that are fronted by women much better because I just like the female voice over indie rock riffs more than I like the male and ones. And I am firmly in that camp. For sure. I like, I'm, I'm that way nine out of ten times, right? I just, I think it's better. But when it comes to punk and hardcore, it has very little bearing on my enjoyment of the music. Especially when it's punk and hardcore like this, which is my favorite brand of punk and hardcore. We're treating the voice as another instrument. We're burying the mix, burying the reverb. I don't really give a shit. This band is going hard the other way and really emphasizing that this is a female-fronted band. So, uh, yeah, I guess the the takeaway there is that uh, consensus does not exist on this topic. Well, I mean, if you look across the entire history of hardcore, mm-hmm. 
up until the modern era. Yeah, I guess it's largely a male. I mean, it, there's there's numerous fucking bands that are dedicated to pointing it out, and songs dedicated to pointing out the fact that it's a male centric culture. Right. Sure. Right? Listen to an Osrodden song. Like, there's tons of them. Right. And there's nothing new about the sentiment. Um, I think that certainly within the past five years, mm-hmm. within the past decade, but certainly within the past five years, yeah, some of the most ripping shit I've heard. For sure. Is, you know, either led or predominantly played by females. Sure. Exit order. And I it's, mean, fuck. it's, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not like, uh, it's not like, it's not like females are, you know, women are suddenly like picking up on something. Right. They've always been there. Sure. They're just finally getting more representation and, you know, ripping it as they always would have just as fucking hard. Sure. You know? Yep. Um, so, Speaking on whether or not the the, the female fronted or the femme femme fronted uh, moniker is uh, apt, mm-hmm. I don't really think like I have a fucking say in it. You sure. know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. It's not my fucking judgment to make. Um, as you know, it 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 uh, my opinions don't fucking matter on it for sure. One hundred percent. I am I'm in total concurrence with that. I uh, couldn't give less of a shit, honestly, but. Uh, but yeah, like I said, the sort of predominant rhetoric right now, or the dominant rhetoric right now is female-fronted is not a genre, stop saying that, blah, 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 blah. But like I said, just goes to show there's a fucking plurality of opinion. Um, it's the same way in anything that's like heavily identity-based and has a political bent to it, right? It's like the difference between people who advocate for a colorblind society or or a society that yeah. celebrates different difference and leans right. into like right. and, and racial difference, right? It's, it's disingenuous. It's disingenuous to say that like there's obviously not a disparity that exists in the same way that it, you know people throw the what I think is like a a uh, intellectually lazy and disingenuous statement where they say, well, I don't see color. Right. Fuck off. You sure as fuck do. Right, yes. You know what I mean? So just fucking acknowledge it, give props, be aware of it, and uh, don't be a fucking asshole. That's a good motto for life in general. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to point that out because, like I said, I think people live in their little bubbles sometimes and they think whatever they hear is the God's honest truth and there's no arguing it. Well, there you go. There's some there's some broader representation for you. Right. Um, But, yo, that was really good. If the description does indeed mean that the band is just temporary, that's a bummer because I would really like to hear more output from this. You should be fucking sorry if it's temporary. Yeah. Why right. why why waste songs this good on something that's not going to play yeah, out and yeah, put releases for real. out? You know I mean, what I'm saying? The band name is fine, whatever. It's right. it's following in the trend of monosyllabic names now. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. Um, but like, dude, those songs rip. Yeah. Don't be a fucking don't be a fucking asshole. Right. Right. Don't use up good fucking riffs. Don't use up good songs just on your one fucking demo and then you decide that like, you know, you're fucking graduating college or whatever, or you're moving out of Denver and that's fucking that. Fuck you. Yeah. Right? At least give us, at least, at least give us two seven inches worth of material. Yes. Before you call it quits. Agreed. You fucking pricks. All right. Let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Seven. Are we out of seven? Uh, we skipped one? No, no. We, we, we good. Okay. We good. I got, I got a system. Um, all right. We are on Blood Ties. Bloodtiespunk.bandcamp.com is the URL. This is their demo that dropped in November of last year. Like I said, this is a band from British Columbia. They have 
you know, committed one of the demolition cardinal sins, which is that they've put the entirety of their demo tape on one track on Bandcamp instead of just taking the literal 10 minutes it would take you to open it up in GarageBand and separate the fucking tracks out. Well, there's a big fucking strike. Strike one. It's a big strike because it, it just smacks of so much fucking laziness. Like, for God's sake... If you have the technical proficiency and know how to figure out how to upload this to Bandcamp, I assure you, you have the proficiency to separate these fucking tracks in GarageBand or whatever your chosen DAW of choice is and uh, just make it easier for all parties involved. Yeah, really. What what kind of fucking mud-sucking mudhole shithole must Kamloops, British Columbia be <laughs> if you fucking cretins can't figure that out? <laughs> for real. So, uh... I guess let's just listen to the first song. We'll, yeah. we'll hope there's some clear delineation. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's four songs in three minutes and four seconds. Yeah, so I guess we'll listen until we get tired of it. You know, I like short, fast music. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I got a tattoo on my head that says play fast. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. For fuck's sake, write more than three minutes of fucking music before you put your demo out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What the fuck? I've committed that sin before, but I generally agree with that. Like, if you can get me between 7 and 10, I'll be happy. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Right. Right? Yeah. Well, why even put the effort in? Like, really? Right. That's all you could manage to do? <laughs> you couldn't fucking bang a couple rocks together for longer than three minutes and four fucking seconds? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Right? I mean, this ain't rocket science. Sure. Right? Fuck it. <laughs> All right, cool. So we're going to listen to, at the very least, Make Me Sane by Blood Ties off of their demo. We might also listen to Lemmings and Poser. Whatever. We'll just listen until we get tired of it. Yeah. Who knows? All right, here we go. <laughs> Sure, the songs Make Me Sane and Lemmings by Blood Ties off of their demo. Okay, so I like lots of stuff that sounds like that, but I'm, I've already, they, they've already fucking kind of crossed me twice. Sure. Right? Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The fucking nerve to put out three minutes and four seconds worth of fucking music and call it a demo. Right. Come on. Sure. Come on. <laughs> right. Like even five minutes. Right. Right. What what a goddamn waste of bandwidth, <laughs> right? And then, secondly, to not separate songs. Mm-hmm. Guys, this is... It's almost as bad as bands putting out a fucking demo on, like, a 90-minute Max L or TDK tape. Right. We recently got some tapes that were like that. Yeah. That's that's absurd. Yes, it is. I, I mean, that's that's virtually criminally stupid and absurd yeah for sure right yeah like the that when i was when i was in uh 
elementary school. Mm-hmm. I went to school with a kid named John Shaw. Okay. Right? I have no idea what happened to John Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember him from about first grade to fourth grade. John Shaw, in my mind's eye, now I did recently find some old uh, uh, yearbooks from my elementary school mm-hmm. um, career. Mm-hmm. When I was home last time, I've got him upstairs. So maybe I'll try to find a picture of John Shaw tonight. Um, but John Shaw had, um, he was one of those kids with a weird shaped head. <laughs> okay. His head was very long mm-hmm. in my mind's eye and narrow. All right. And John was a friendly young man. Well, friendly little boy. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's pretty quiet, kind of weird. And I was always kind of glad to have John in the class because it took some of the heat off me. Right. Right. Because I was a fat kid that I didn't want anybody to know I wore glasses because I, you know, get some fucking fifth grader fucking boot up my ass or something. Right. right. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I, I didn't want to deal with that. But one thing John Shaw was known for was sneaking off to the bathroom and eating his turds. <laughs> Eating his turds? Eating his turds. This, was this just a rumor made up by cruel oh, children? Oh, no, no, no. This was a thing. Okay. Right? So, like, for instance, first through third grade, the bathroom was always in the elementary school room, right? Because you couldn't trust, like, a little kid to go down the hall and go to the bathroom. Right, of course not. Right? In retrospect, right? Sure. I mean, for us, it was just, oh, well, there's the shitter. It's over there. Right. You know? Um, so, I, I distinctly remember in third grade, John Shaw got up to use the bathroom. He got the pass from the teacher and he went in the bathroom, which is like, you know, off to the side. Mm-hmm. And he was in there for a minute. And Miss Kenny went over and knocked on the door and uh, there was no answer. And she opened the door up and there was John on the floor with a fucking turd in his hand and turd all over his face, like shit all over himself. Right. <laughs> Sucking on shit. Right. Jesus Christ. And, and all the kids started whooping and hollering. It was like right. a fucking zoo. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. It was like throwing a fucking cream pie into the, you know, monkey cage at a zoo. Kids were going nuts. Yeah. And then the next year, so the next year in fourth grade, now we were allowed to go down to the hall and use the shitter. Mm-hmm. Right. And we got to use the big boy bathroom. Right. And so we go down the hall. Um, and... In fourth grade, John Shaw, I distinctly remember one day, went to the bathroom. Mrs. Katouche, our uh, fourth grade teacher, decided that he had been gone a little long. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the details on how long he had been gone. Right. But I do remember that she, you know, had the another teacher come over and watch us while she went down the hall. Okay. And she was gone for a while. Mm -hmm. And then when she came back, she was red-faced. And um, it turns out that John had been caught again in in the bathroom sucking on turds. (laughs) Right, and then John was not with us anymore after that. I, I remember that John went away, uh-huh. and we didn't have we didn't have him in our classes anymore. So oh, I think okay. that by then, like, you know, he maybe got put in special needs classes. Yeah, like an alternative form of education was found sure. for him. And yeah. who knows what he's doing today? He might be, you know, helping us solve the coronavirus pandemic now. But he might be sucking on turds. Whoever he was, he sure did like to eat poop when he was a kid. Right. Right. Probably good reason for that. He probably had a really hard time at home or something. Right. Yeah. Putting a fucking demo on a 60 or 90 minute TDK or Max L or whatever tape uh-huh. is the equivalent of eating turds <laughs> in third grade. Right? Okay. And putting together three songs, that four songs that comprise three minutes and four seconds mm-hmm. and not splitting them up into separate tracks yeah. is the equivalent of eating turds in fourth grade. <laughs> Okay. Right? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bad fucking move. For sure. 
it definitely it definitely speaks of a of a degree of perhaps um pathological laziness right right you would think between would do that you would think between three people you could find one person motivated enough to just do it that's what i'm saying and i don't know what cam loops british columbia is like mm-hmm. maybe it's a bunch of fucking johns right. sitting around you know smashing their fucking nuts with rocks and sucking on turds <laughs> right yeah maybe who knows what the fucking town is like maybe they just figured out a co- well, if you listen to the quality of the demo they must have just figured out how to turn on a tape recorder <laughs> right now that said yeah right i was gonna say we haven't said a thing about we haven't the said music a thing yet. about this I want to like this more than I do, right? But I'm already kind of in a bad mood because of the the, the they they set themselves up for failure. Sure, right? They set the it's like it, it was like a the the the, the delivery of this, mm-hmm. right? From the fucking effort put into the artwork to the fucking three minutes total total play length, three minute and four seconds not being cut up. It's it's the equivalent of sucking on turds. It's the equivalent of a dead fish handshake. Mm-hmm. You give me that fucking handshake. Yeah, it's gonna I'm color. Done. It's gonna color all of our interactions moving it, forward. It color, colors all of our interactions, right? Yeah. And so, sonically, I kind of like this. I felt like it could rip more, but I feel that way about a lot of stuff. Sure. I feel that maybe the only reason that I like this was actually because of the really raw production. Yeah, for sure. If this I, were produced better, I don't think it would even catch my ear. No, I think that the rawness of the production was really one of the only things that really made me pay attention. Yeah. Um, because. This on, I mean, it, it, this is a demo. This is pu- this is pure. Sure. As soon as I hear that, that's what I think of when I think of demo quality. Right. Yes. Right. I don't think of like LP sampler mm-hmm. as be, you know fronted as like a demo as being demo quality. Right. It's the difference between a demo and a promo. This this is demo quality for sure. And this appears apparently is their first release. Yep. So you know it's it's a noble effort. All yep. all 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 aspersions aside, mm-hmm. it's a noble effort. For sure. Um, I think there's promise in it. Fucking rip it better. Yeah. Um, and uh, see what comes up next. I mean, it's clear to me that you're trying to go for like um, maybe an infest sort of sound. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, think- at least from the production, but like falling short again of the ferocity mm-hmm. and the aggression of infest. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. It was... As you said, a noble first effort. I'm not mad at this at all. I think it definitely shows some promise. Just the songwriting isn't quite there yet. No. There was nothing in those songs that caught my ear. No. Nope. Um, I need riffs, yep. right? That's what I really there, need there at the wasn't, end of the day. There wasn't a single... Uh, there wasn't a single like sticky riff in there anyway nope. that grabbed me. No, me neither. I need, I need riffs from my hardcore music. I need something that's going to stick in my head because, I mean, we did sort of rough math on this, right? We listen to five to seven bands every episode. We do four episodes a month, yeah. plus all of the music that we listen to outside yeah. of the podcast, which is a lot of music, a lot right. of new music, right? right? Because both of us subscribe to YouTube channels and check out Bandcamp's homepage and shit and check out new stuff uh, on our own. I mean, I listened to two new LPs today. Right. Before I ever even came here, I listened to the Laughing Gas LP. Yeah, and we both independently fell on that. And yep. then I said, Gil, have you heard this when you got here? Yep, and I listened to the Big Cheese LP today finally too because it was in the queue last episode, but you had already heard it and enough people had been big up in it that I finally checked it out. Really dug it, by the way. The Laughing Gas LP also... It's in- laughing. 
Oh, yes. L-A-F-F-I-N. Laughing gas, right, yes. Uh, Indiana Natives, actually, from Bloomington. I am really fucking good. I'm loath to ever like anything from that Bloomington crew. I have some pre-existing bad blood, but I cannot deny that they almost exclusively put out dope shit. Yeah. Um, Cora, who plays in that band, I tend to think is a bit of a cocksucker, but he also plays in Bug, which is also really fucking good. Yeah, very Laughing good. Gas is really good, and Beach Impediment put it out, so that's a fucking big nod, because yeah. Beach Impediment puts out pretty much only shit that riffs, uh, rips. I think he plays in Sheer Mag now, too, so... Think what I think what I may of him as a person. Uh, dude plays in really good bands, and the Laughing Gas LP is well worth your uh, your time. Yeah. Uh, but that said, you know, let's say we listened. Let's say we only listened to five bands an episode on this on average, or let's let's say it's six. Let's split the difference. That's twenty four new bands a month or new releases a month just from this. Right. Twenty four times twelve over the course of an entire year. Plus the fact that, like I said, sometimes in a single day, I'll listen to two new releases just of my own right. accord. Literally, literally hundreds of new shit, like new new releases, hundred new bands. Yes. Every six months. Hundreds upon hundreds. Uh, and I buy a lot of stuff, too. And Nate buys ten times as much shit as I even do. So what my point is here is that I need fucking riffs. You... I can hum you an armor riff right now. I can hum you a protocol riff right now. I couldn't hum you the riff from this song that I heard five seconds ago. I could hum you a gel riff right now. You know what I'm saying? The bands that really stick out to me, it's more than just the production. It's more than just the ferocity. It's more than just the intent. I want you to come at me with some proper fucking songwriting, and the songwriting on this is just not there yet. Because, you know, long story short then, the point of it is, yo... Competition is fierce out there. It, it sure as fuck is. And I mean, you you could it could be argued. I wouldn't say this personally because so many of my favorite releases are contingent upon when when and where I was when I heard them, and I tend to believe that the progenitors of this genre perfected it on the first go. But I wouldn't be mad at a young person who says this is the best era to be alive for hardcore. You're not. You're not. You're wrong. not wrong. It's certainly. It's certainly one of the best. The past. You know, the past five years, anyway. Yeah, it's been nuts. Uh, the past seven to five years have been crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I, sometimes I think that, like, when you think there's a lull in it, it's mm-hmm. only because maybe you dipped out a little bit. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. But, man, I've had my fucking ear to the ground for a long time. Mm-hmm. And shit is blowing up. Yeah, man. There are so many good bands playing right now. It's really fucking nuts. We've said it before on this show, but... uh if if you're not finding if you're not finding at least one new record a week that you think is worth your time and worth your fucking money to purchase, you're either not paying attention or you're just a fucking no fun having curmudgeon because yeah. there is so much good shit coming out. But that, as you said, means the competition is incredibly fierce, and I just demand a little bit more of the bands that I'm actually going to seek out and listen to and make an active effort to book at the house. Um, and just put an active effort into engaging with because I don't have enough time to split my energy, you know what I'm saying, between a million subpar bands when there are a million really, really fucking good bands. Yeah, like this band, the only way if I was booking a show that I put them on a show, Mm -hmm. the only way is if I know them directly. Sure. Right? And they literally live within like five miles of me. Right. I would have to say no to this band just on the off chance that I get an offer for a way doper show. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
and I can't do that many shows at my house a month, so I'd have to say, oh, shit, no, got gel coming through, got Moist Boy coming and, through. And, and that might sound, I mean, that's kind of our MO is, you know, people think we're mean. Right. At least I'm mean, probably. Sure. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm fully cognizant of the fact that this is, you know, this is probably maybe some of their first, you know, the, the, the people in this band, this, this might be their first fucking go. Yeah, I'm not trying to disparage this so at all. So keep at it. Sure, yeah, of course. Um, you know, you know. You've got you've got a a, a a workable first draft of something. It's a solid foundation. But f- fucking keep at it. Um, but for God's sakes, give me more than three minutes. Yep. Don't ever fucking dare to waste your listeners' time with three minutes of a fucking demo again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially if it sounds like that. Sure. And split it the fuck up. Yep. For sure. But uh, that said, yeah, keep it up. Uh, there's potential here for sure. And do not put this out on a fucking. 30, 45 minute, 90 minute fucking tape. No, do not do that. Right. Worst fucking shit sucking move you can make. When Naraya handed me the prime demos, yeah. he was like, he's like, true form. They're on a 90 minute cassette tape. And he said it with a degree of shame in yeah. his voice. You, you know what I mean? Be <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, all right. Let's roll the dice. See what's up next. Three. Okay, three is Vidro. The Bandcamp is vidro.bandcamp.com. That's V-I-D-R-O. This is a band from Stockholm, Sweden. This is off of their split with Cancro. I think this is just their songs off of the split, though. Uh, this was oh, this was off of their Brazilian tour cassette, which is sold out, evidently. Whoa, these guys, these guys got the rock and roll look. Do they have the rock and roll look? Holy shit. Look at that fucking banner picture. Ooh, they do. They got the rock and roll look indeed. They got Marshall Stacks. They got a cool striped shirt. They got some hair. Right. They got a fucking old-ass shitty-looking bald drummer. Uh, they got a uh, dude in an anti-Kymex cutoff. And that's how punk I am, is that I can... That's how... That's If you ever want to question our credentials... I can tell that's an anti-Kymex shirt simply by the fact that, A, it's a cutoff, and all anti-Kymex shirts must have the sleeves removed as that's just mandated. And just simply seeing anti there, I know what's coming next. I can tell by the graphic because we're professionals. We that's are right. qualified to speak about punk and hardcore. I don't know if we're as professional as Vidro here yeah, who true. are really hamming it up for the raging fucking crowd in front of them. Um, the art, as I mentioned last time, uh, when it was in the queue last week or earlier this week, actually, looks like something that would have come out on Deranged. Yeah, um, I'm stoked that we've we've got some international stuff. We always big up international stuff, whether we like it or not. Although, pretty much all of the international shit that we've had on this show, for the most part, we've dug. Uh, aside from Slugger, that sucked. Oh, that sucked really bad. Yeah, right. That but, was fucking stupid. But for the most part, we've liked most of the international shit that we've had. Maybe that's just because cream rises at the top. You know what I mean? And if it gets across by the time it gets over here, yeah. right? It's been filtered through enough people to say, "Hey, yo, this is fucking good." Yeah. Um. So, do we just want to listen to the first song? What do we want to do? That it's a little short compared to the rest of the songs. I think here. so. Um. Maybe listen to uh, the third song, "Hunger." That's pretty long. Two and a half minutes. <laughs> That's pretty long. I was thinking um, the fourth track. Hans Tid Ar Slut. I think it means Hans is a slut. <laughs> Do you think so? I think so. You're just making that up completely. But Hans right. is a slut. Um, okay, so we're going to listen to, and I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Hans, Hans is t- a slut. <laughs> Hans Tid Ar Slut by Vidro off of their Brazilian tour cassette. <laughs> Yeah! 
we decided to go ahead and listen to two songs. So we listened to Hans Tid Arslut and Jag Ar Into Jag. Jag in a Jag. Is jag in a Jag. Jag, jag, jag off and Jag off. Right, right. Um, yeah, so that, those were uh, two songs by Vidro off of the Vidro Cancro split. Um, I said that the tapes were sold out, but you can get it on an LP. There's a link to it right under the release. That was really fucking good. Yeah, only if you want to cough up 60 krona, though. Right, a.k.a. six American dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was really, really good. I, I like that a lot. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, I was going to say the the heavy chorus on the guitars was really rad. Um, it, may, it, it, it sounded like the guitar was sick and wanted to puke. Right, yes, exactly. That was... <sighs> I'm try. I'm trying to be a gear nerd and pick out what chorus pedal was used on that. I can't quite. I mean, it's impossible to really pick it out. But certain chorus pedals have certain tones to it's them. A Ted Nugent Tortilla. Tone. That's right. It was the Ted Nugent Tortilla Tone Chorus Pedal Deluxe. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you. It it it, it almost sounded like a. I mean, they're playing through Marshalls and shit, so it's definitely not that. But it almost sounded like a jazz chorus um, when you crank the fucking levels all the way up on it. Uh, but that shit was really really good. I liked the vocal delivery on it. That was an example of vocals being a little bit more upfront, but I think it worked for the songs. I think it worked too. And, and the the clippiness mm-hmm. of the vocal delivery. Yeah. I don't know if that's because because I don't speak Swedish. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because of the the I guess tonality of right. the Swedish language. Maybe, but it def I definitely like the way that that sounded. Me too. It was very good. What uh, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head as far as like the the, the 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 guitar tone with that chorus stood out to me right away because it seriously made it, it made the music sound sickening. Yeah, it was like it was like seasick. Yes, seasick carnival yeah. hardcore. And I, I liked I liked the driving tempo on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good like fucking like shit kicking street stomping beat. Yep. And uh, like I said, the vocal delivery stood out to me too. Just the way that it was like aggressive and clipped. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't understand a fucking word she was saying. I know that she did say uh, Hans is a slut in the first song. <laughs> yeah, you know and that much. Jag right? and a jag in the second song. Right. Um, but I don't know what those songs were about beyond that. Right. Uh, they really emphasized Hans is a slut in the first song. They they did. Um, but yeah, I like that a lot. Um, bookmarked it. Probably gonna revisit it. Um, if I don't have to spend all my money fighting off buying bullets so I can fight off my neighbors, I might buy it in a few weeks. Um, you know, because uh, I will not see it on the shelves here in the states. No, definitely. Or not. maybe distrib- distributed, but I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. I mean, this might find its way to a U.S. distributor, but it's certainly not going to come to any physical locations anywhere close to us. Right. Probably the closest we could find, hope to find this is a Chicago. Yeah, we wouldn't even find this in indie, most right. likely. Um, I will probably try to order this too when I have a little bit of extra moolah. But as I said earlier, I'm throwing money at artists, artists doing cool stuff, yeah. trying to trying to uh, you know do stuff with my fucking bands and support fellow artists in the in the meantime. And I am a broke thrift guy, so it's not like I have a bunch of money to spend on vinyl. But uh, I'll probably pick this up when I get a chance. I, I want to say that you know we kind of knocked on the, the 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 pro quality photo at the top, like mm-hmm. oh this is a real rock and roll band. Yeah, I do like the photo at the top. Yeah, me too. And but the photo at the top also reminds me of there's footage of Black Flag on tour in England, mm-hmm. and they're playing Rat Size. Yeah, 
and the, the, you could tell that the crowd is so fucking bummed that they're playing this song. For sure. Which is funny because I was just talking about that song earlier today and how much I really liked it. Yeah. And I I love the crowd scenes in this video. And I wish I wish I could remember the name of the video or whatever, you know, the date of the show yeah. or whatever. But it just, that, that photo reminded me because the crowd looks so genuinely bummed mm-hmm. that they are playing that era of Black Flag. We'll have to see if we can find it, and then I'll post it in the Facebook group. It's really funny. It's really funny because the crowd is going nuts when they play, like, the known Black Flag bangers. Right, yeah. Right? And then they go into that, and you can just see everybody's fucking disappointment. (laughs) And if I were in Black Flag at that time, Mm -hmm. let's say I was Rollins. Right. I would turn around to you guys and I would say, we're playing this until they leave. Yeah, 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 for sure. This is all we're playing. For sure. Which I think is kind of the attitude that they had. Right. Which I love. Like, we, you see see how happy everybody is? Right. When we play this song, they hate it. Yeah. We are, we are going to play this until they leave. <laughs> yeah, I fuck with that. Yeah. That's, uh, well, I mean, it, it, it follows our idea that us doing Parasitic Twins, our band that we do together, is for us only. Purely, it's it's an inside joke on the audience. It just so happens that we're also very good, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we're pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't be in the band. I, if I, I wish didn't we. I we wish ripped. we played more than we did. I wish we played more than we did. I too. wish. Our, I wish our drummer wasn't so pathologically, um, socially. Uh, anxious. I'll talk about a bona fide weirdo. Doesn't get much weirder than Brandon. <laughs> and, and, and our bass player unfortunately works second shift, which yeah. means that you literally don't get to live. Well, after this, uh, after the coronavirus quarantine is up, I got riffs that I've been working on. You and I can just recruit some hired help. Well, uh, I've already said before, we'll just we'll record a demo. I'll record all the instruments. I'm good enough at drums. I can do it. And then we'll just uh, we'll put it out into the world and hopefully attract some some young bloods that want to come and play it with us okay well you know you know if if there's anybody left if they right after after if, if we survive i could tell you this if we get locked down a mandatory lockdown uh-huh. right yeah i mean illinois is doing it right yep and basically it's like the governor of california said something like i don't think we need to get the police involved you know this is of your own volition mm-hmm. he's basically saying look we're a step below martial law right now. Right. So please don't be a fucking asshole. Right, exactly. Otherwise, we got to go again. Yeah. But if it gets real quiet out there, you know, in like four weeks, mm-hmm. five weeks, I'm going fucking shit insane here. And I start hearing like air raid sirens. Right. I'm coming out shooting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't even give a shit. Yeah, fuck it. Let's I'm go. I'm fucking locking and loading. Right. I'm just firing randomly into the yeah, air. Sure, just see what fucking happens. Fucking cranking rounds across the street. Yeah. Fucking pumping rounds in the fucking houses in the neighborhood. Why not? I don't even give a shit. Point it in a random direction and just fucking unload a mag. Yeah. See what happens. Come get me. Yeah. Because at that point then, who gives a shit? I think I, You know, I think my pops is going to the lake this weekend. I might have him pick up the 30-06, yeah. bring it down with him. That way I can just post up in the window and just yeah. see what happens. And now, now that's a practical gun for home defense. 30 out 6. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, well, not exactly. <laughs> not, not unless you can really see him coming, right? Yeah, just try to skip him across the lake. You <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, there you go. Right. Um, so, yo, Vidro, that was very good. And if you're listening, you got a little taste of uh, some American gun talk. That's right. Welcome to the culture. I think that's probably, maybe that'll be the new theme for the show. What's that? Gun talk. <laughs> 
<laughs> what gun talk? Yeah. We've, we've talked guns various yeah. times on here. I hate gun talk. Yeah, well, so do I. You know, I so love guns, hate gun talk. I like guns, hate gun talk. Right, yes, for I sure. I don't give a shit if I don't have no guns. Cause I, I do. I ain't a fucking pussy. <laughs> right? Oh, I'll tell you what, honestly, uh-huh. I'm, if you break into my fucking home, yeah. I'm doing you a service if I shoot you. Can you fucking imagine <laughs> if I came at you with a fucking axe? It's true. It's way you worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's a lot more personal, and um, that's going to suck a lot more right. than catching a fucking wad of number two shot to the face. That's true. Right? You're not wrong. So uh, let's just be real. Um, you know, guns are uh, a pussy's way to kill <laughs> and a pussy's way to live. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's that's not wrong, I guess. I mean, for for real. Right. Sure. Right. Like, you know. Right. It's, it it, it ain't like. If you really want to step, if you really want to fucking, you know, walk with me, to to quote Gasm, fuck with me, walk with me, walk with my sick, twisted life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you really want to fucking step, Come at me with a fucking axe, yeah, motherfucker. That, Let's have an axe fight. That's, that's true. That's a, that's a good fucking right? point. I don't think you could deny that. Let's have an axe fight. Let's right. do it the way that our forefathers did. Right. And I mean like in the old country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Right? Yep. Come at me with, come at me with whatever your ancestral cultural weapon of choice is, and I will choose mine. Yeah. Right? I'm into that. That's how we should roll. I agree. I tell you what, uh, there'd be a lot less stepping. There would be a whole lot less stepping. You're not fucking right. wrong. Yep. A lot less stepping. <laughs> there would. We'd probably be a much more polite society. Yeah. So on that note, let's uh, let's roll the dice and do at least one more band. We've gotten through four so far, but we've done so much ranting that once I drop the once yeah. I drop, and we still have a couple things we need to touch. I've on. got some YouTube news. <laughs> yes, and we uh, we don't have any phone calls this week, yeah. so you know we we got a little time. Yeah. Uh, four. Okay, four is Wallbreaker with Resurrect. The Bandcamp is wallbreakerstraightedge.bandcamp.com. Donnie Wallbreaker. This is a New Jersey straight-edge hardcore band coming at you with a fucking three-song EP straight to your face talking about the fucking commitment to the lifestyle. I hope there's fucking lyrics, dude. Uh, There are. But none of them look to be straight-edge... From the from the titles, Chaos Magic. Well, that's pertinent to what we were talking about. We were talking about Genesis earlier and the Temple of Psychic Youth. Oh, which see, were, I'm looking at the wrong wall. They were uh, purveyors of uh, of occultism to the uh, to a new generation. Yep. So uh, yeah, we got Chaos Chaos Magic, Trapan Me, which I actually literally just wa- last week when I had terrible sinus pressure was talking about how much I wish to Japan myself sometimes. One of the oldest forms of surgery. Yep, and then we've got Resurrect. Let's see Let's see their, their description. Wallbreaker is back with another punch in the face of fast straight-edge hardcore punk. Heavily influenced by early 80s Boston hardcore and late 80s NYHC, all of these songs will be re-recorded. We wanted to capture these three new songs before our drummer left the band. Cassette release coming soon. Well, I love early 80s Boston hardcore and I love late 80s New York hardcore, so if you do this right, I'm going to be very happy about it. Yeah. Uh, do we want to listen to the opening track? It's only a three-song release, we always say. Hopefully you're coming hard with the first track, putting your best foot forward. And uh, I'm, I myself am a chaos magician, so I'm, I'm down to lean into that one. I, I, in my own way, I am a chaos ma- that's, magician. That's true. You my, are. My daily life is a ritual. It's a, it's a plea to the universe for right. chaos. <laughs> that is it's, true. It's a plea to the universe for, you know, the whatever it might rot upon us. Yeah, this is true. 
Right. Actually, I think that what's happening right now is probably the result of one of my rituals. <laughs> it very well could be, yes. Right. Uh, so, yeah, let's listen to Chaos Magic by Wallbreaker off of their three-song release, Resurrect. We just heard the song Chaos Magic by the band Wallbreaker off of their release Resurrect. That was pretty good. That was straight edge hardcore the way I like it. Yep. Not talking about straight edge in any way. Indeed. Why even bother with the name? I, I thought the same thing. Uh, like, that's a weird thing to lead with because right. going into this, I assumed that I would be met with some generic straight edge hardcore. Yeah. Um, looks like you guys being straight edge is purely incidental. Right. Which is as it should be in most it, cases, it, it's, right? It, it's like me saying... Um, I'm a straight edge car driver. Right. I'm a straight edge thrift store worker. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm also. A, could you uh, could you unplug that? I, real I, quick? I'm a straight edge food eater. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what you're doing. Yeah. It clearly had no bearing on the music. Right. But I thought the music was really solid. I like. I thought that the a lot. music was pretty solid too. Um, I don't have a lot of complaints about it. I liked the the reckless abandon mm -hmm. of the vocal delivery as did i yeah i don't even i mean you know sometimes it sounded like the dude either didn't have his breathing down for like the phrasing mm -hmm. you know like when you write a new song you have to figure out how you're going to breathe through the song to deliver everything right you know and um you know it takes some practice to do that maybe he doesn't have the fucking lung capacity possible to fucking keep the keep his wind to finish some of those sentences right whatever i like the fact that he, you can literally hear him run out of breath yeah for sure while he's going yep i'm always i'm always about shit that like adds a little extra mania to it even if it's yep all the better if it's because of a, a an imperfection right i agree right that's much more genuine um yeah i like the music I guess if I had to pick at one thing, and I guess that's what I do, um, I did not like the breakdown buildup to the chorus. I mm. felt like it just interrupted the entire pace and mania of the song. Yeah, fair enough. Like, instead of inserting that into two separate parts of the song, 
just tack it on the end, end right you know what yep, i mean yep, or yep. something but like i just felt like it it, it it interrupted what i felt was like a really good frantic flow to the song yeah you know what i mean and in some ways, because, you know, the song's about chaos magic, well, ostensibly, right? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck knows? Maybe they just called it chaos magic right. and put it in there, but I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, it, but, it, you know, it's about basically just chaos magic, and there's, there's just, a, there's just a, um, a, a mania and a confusion thematically in the lyrics. Right. I felt like, for the most part, the music kept pace with that. Right. Except... When there was that short, like, break, rest, dun, 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 right. you know, that, like, interrupted that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so if I got to pick on one thing, it's that. Don't do that. Yeah, and I didn't mind that breakdown at all. I thought it was, like, a pretty good, fun mosh part. But, yeah, I would have prefer- preferred to hear that tacked on the end, um, not just sort of inserted haphazardly twice into the song, because I do think it broke up the flow. I will also say... True to their uh, quotation of being into or inspired by late 80s New York hardcore, that is almost note for note a riff from uh, Madball Get Out off of the Ball of Destruction EP, which goes... Yeah. It is almost note for note that riff. As soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, Get Out by Madball. There you go. You're staying true to your influences there. You changed it just enough that... Uh, a new Jack would not be hip, but a seasoned vet such as myself immediately caught on to your ruse. I know what you're doing. You're lifting Madball riffs. That's okay. That early Madball stuff is pretty unfuckwithable. Great stuff. A good band to lift from. Vinny Stigma wrote the riff. You can't really go wrong there. The man is a god. Uh, but yeah, I liked that overall. I have the same nitpicks as you. But it didn't deter me from checking out the rest of this. I'll listen to the other two songs on this. I dig it. I would definitely book this band. I'd check them out live. Uh, not overstaying their welcome with the song links, which I really appreciate. And ultimately, stayed true to the fact that you know you advertise this as being equal parts early '80s Boston hardcore and late '90 or late '80s New York hardcore. I already quoted uh, the Madball rip that riff that you ripped as your late 80s hardcore influence, the more frenetic pacing of the rest of the song is definitely true to early 80s Boston hardcore, like Jerry's Kids or something yeah. like that, for sure. Yeah. So your your uh, your influences are spot on. You're channeling them well. Uh, I liked this stuff. I, I didn't love I w- didn't love it. I wasn't like fucking head over heels for it, but I liked it a lot. It I would definitely it, check it the rest no out. It was no gack. Right, sure. But it was pretty good. It was still pretty damn good. I liked it. Uh, let's uh, let's do one more release. All right. We, get, we, we got the time. People just love hearing us jaw. Why not give them something more? Okay. Uh, Three. Okay, three. Three is Inflict with their release, Inflict. The Bandcamp is inflictfl.bandcamp.com, which tells me this is a Florida band. There is no other information about the band on the site, which I kind of like, other than the fact that this came out in January of 2020. There is, uh, yeah, there's no... No memberless crossover metal, metal dark hardcore. That, those are the tags on uh, in the band camp. One of the songs doesn't even have a title. Nope, it's just a little dash. There are lyrics though, so it could be it could be more mysterious in that regard. How uh, does it have? If if I click on, are there I like have to I have to highlight the songs. Song to see lengths the that are. Um, the first song is two minutes sixteen. The second is a minute fifty three. The third is fifty five seconds, and the last is three. I don't think the third would, without having a title, pardon me, and only being 55 seconds, I don't think is necessarily representative of the rest. No, maybe let's listen to uh, the opener. You want to listen to that? Yeah, let's do the opener. Vitiate. Yeah, Vitiate. Yep. So we are going to listen to Vitiate by Inflict off of their release, Inflict. 
All right, that was the song Vitiate by Inflict off of their self-titled release. I had flashbacks to 1996 listening to that. Yeah. That is how I like my metallic heavy hardcore. Yeah, that was really fucking good. Uh, I really liked that a lot. My only gripe was that it sounded like um, the singer is... 18 inches tall and <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of a fucking well. <laughs> right, yeah, 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 for sure. Right? Yep. I mean, I would love to hear that with a fucking, you know, human furnace. Right, yes, exactly. Fucking, you know, breathing mm-hmm. down your neck. For sure. I was like, I was almost expecting to hear some like Dwid-esque vocals over the top of it even, like yeah. something, you know. The vocals weren't terrible. They weren't terrible. And, and honestly, there's loads of heavy hardcore like that that I like. Mm-hmm. That aren't far from that, right? Vocal delivery sure, wise, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. That the, the singer for Bloodlet, right? Yeah, sure, right. Yep. You know, he he doesn't have the the uh, uh, I, I guess for lack of a, a better way of putting it, he he doesn't have the most fucking ass behind his vocals, right? Yeah, right. Um, they're a little reedy, sure, but it totally fucking works, absolutely. So I think that it works. Um, and and any deficits. That, you know, you might hear in that is more than fucking made up in the fucking songwriting. Yep. That breakdown at the end. Yeah, man. The production. Ooh. I mean, that that even, we've talked about like that 90s hardcore production. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too far off. No, it wasn't, man. This was, It had that density to it. It did, man. I, I was really pleasantly surprised by this because... Yo, your mystery paid off because I had no idea what to expect going into it. But as you pointed out... Now, the presentation, like the fucking font on the yep. inflict on the cover and everything about it makes perfect sense now. This yep. sounds like a fucking hardcore demo that you would hear from PA in 1996. Yeah, it hit the nail on the fucking head. Yeah, it was really, really good. I was incredibly pleasantly surprised by this. This just came out in January of uh, this year. Yeah. Hasn't found its way to a physical release as far as I know. I really want to find I, out who's in this band. I will buy a tape. I would buy a tape of this in a heartbeat. Yep. I, this is definitely a thing that I would probably be ordering right now, or at least at the very least bookmarking to order later uh, if I had that option. This was really good. Dude, I really liked this. That fucking breakdown it had me doing some side to side in my fucking car. Yeah, for real, man. It was really good. We, we both looked at each other when that came in and we're like, oh, shit, this is good. This is my favorite... This is my favorite 90s metallic hardcore inspired stuff that we've heard on the show since we listened to Seventh Seal. Yeah. Seventh Seal was really fucking good, too. I'm really looking forward to the stuff that they're uh, working on. Been talking to Austin from that band. He said it's uh, very turmoil inspired, which is one of my favorite bands of that entire ilk. Yeah. Um, this was this was really good. It though. was very reminiscent of stuff that was coming up in my neck of the woods. Sure, yeah. In you know 1995, 96, 97. Yeah, for sure. You know, I actually I posted uh, I posted the the Passover stuff yeah. in the demo listen group uh, a while back because you know not a lot of people are hip to that. I wouldn't be hip to that if you didn't fucking show them to yeah, me. Yeah, and it's buried underneath the god awful no retreat. Yeah, songs before it on the and split. no retreat got much better a few years later, but the songs on that split are fucking terrible. Yeah, um, but the Passover side is incredible. Like some of my favorite metallic. 90s it's so fucking period. heavy. The production on it is huge. Yeah, dude, it sounds so good, man. Um, yeah, this was not a far cry off from that. Nope, it, it is really good, and as you said, true to form for what it's going for. There was no sort of contemporary shit. Uh, muddying the waters with nope. this. This, like I said, this was this was pure '96. Yes, 100. percent You know, 
Yep. This was it was as if this were discovered yes, right. in somebody's dad's tape collection. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then said, Hey, let's just put this out of ourselves. Right, for sure. For sure. Uh yeah, I can't say enough good things about this. I loved that. It might be even though it's not what I gravitate to most frequently, there are other things that we heard on the show tonight that are definitely more in my lane stylistically, like Vidro um, or Gak. I think this is the stuff I was the most stoked on tonight. Well, it, you know, it's it's we've talked about this before. I'm not interested in ver- in bands playing a modern version of this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. A, you know, I will fucking big up something that sounds like it's fucking twenty. You know, twenty years old mm-hmm. or. Yeah, t- Jesus, 25 years right, old Right, yeah, now. 25 years old, yeah. Right, I will big up something that sounds like it's 25 years old. Right. Not something that sounds like it's fresh, but taking a fresh take on something that's 25 years old. Right. I'm not interested in your interpretations of this, because it's not of, that's not of my era. This is... Right, sure. Right. Uh, that sounds like hardcore that I listened to when I was fucking 18 years old. Right, yeah, for sure. For sure, uh, yeah, that was that, that was great. I'm really stoked about that. I want to listen to the rest of that in the, in the car on the way home. That, like I said, that's always the mark of a standout release on the show to me. Is like I'm gonna listen to the rest of that as soon as I fucking yeah. hop in the whip. Um, and like I said, I'm gonna post in the, in, on on Facebook and Twitter and shit and try and figure out who the fuck is in this band. I think it got posted to the thread on the Facebook group, so I might see if the person who posted it is in this band or whatever. I want to find out who's in this band and see if they're still playing. Hopefully, because this just came out a couple months ago um but i want to i want a physical release and i would really like to fucking book this band on tour if they decide to fucking tour and do shit i was just thinking about what i just said like uh-huh. that sounds like you know i like it because it sounds like yeah that's old man talk sure right right that listen that sounds fucking lame that's the same as like somebody's dad saying they like greta von fleet right 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 because it sounds like fucking you know but you're aware of it right but, you're just saying you don't like a fresh take on this stuff. Right. You like this stuff because it puts you in a nostalgic cat space. Yeah, I'm not interested in fresh takes, and I'm interested in like basically time travel shit. Right, which is totally fine. I yeah. mean, it's that's literally just a preference. You're not making a, a a judgment call or a value judgment about people who are doing a fresh take on this. You're just not interested. In right. It. By and large, I'm not really either. The reason I really liked Seventh Seal is because they were faithfully channeling that stuff in a way that was really fucking interesting, and the songs went hard. I mean. It can't just be a carbon copy in the sense that the songwriting also has to be there, right? right? But I do like it to be a carbon copy in the sense that this does sound like a fucking time capsule. Yo, there are two bands, as many bands as we've listened to in the past six six months. Right. Right? Uh-huh. There are two bands that I would legitimately fucking mosh to if I saw them. Uh-huh. Bl- uh, uh, Protocol. Right. And, and this. this. Right. Yeah, that's, that's high praise. That's high praise. Uh, yeah, this is sick. I, I, I'm really looking forward to listening to the rest of this and hoping the other uh, three songs on this rip just as hard. Although I imagine the third song is probably a, a, uh, you know, no a soundscape of some sort or some sort of transitional song between because it's just a little dash and 55 seconds long. Yeah. So. Which also, you know what? Also, if if that. Come on. Yeah, that's a mark against you. I'm, I'm going to lay into you for the same reason that I laid into what the fuck was that other band we just listened to? Uh, what, the one with the demo? Yeah. Uh, from British I don't, Columbia? See, I don't even remember now. Yeah, I don't even remember the fucking name, right? Uh, Blood Ties. Yeah, I'm going to give you the same fucking lecture I did Blood Ties. Right. If, if you're giving me four fucking songs... Yeah. And the first one I listen to here, it slays that much. Right. Don't fucking insult me. Right. <laughs> with 55 seconds of bullshit. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Um, but also the song lengths are pretty solid on this too. This one's just over two minutes long. The next one is just under two. The last song in here is just right around three minutes long. So Honestly, not overstaying your welcome. You're not overstaying your welcome, but you also had at least another minute uh-huh. before I'd be thinking, okay, wrap it up. I agree. I, I could have listened to that breakdown for an, like another 30, 45 seconds. Yeah, no, I agree. Which again... High fucking praise. Usually we're telling people to wrap it the fuck up. The yeah. fact that we're saying, hey, you could have stuck around for 30, 45 more seconds. High praise. So yep. whoever is in Inflict, good on you. That shit fucking ripped. Yep. I was very hype on that. Yep. So now for something entirely different. Do we have Do we have any new Patreons? Oh, we have one. We have one that we got earlier today. Uh, this is almost certainly a false name. It is a good one. Jupadiah Hotfoot. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Jupadiah? Jupadiah Hotfoot. I hope it's not a false name. <laughs> I hope it's not I hope it's not a fake name, but uh if it is, good on you because it's it's really good. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's our only new Patreon. Um I, I posted in the uh in the Facebook group earlier and said, Hey, we you know, we met our our last goal, so if you wanna throw into the Patreon, here's the next one. Yeah. We're gonna buy a computer. Next up, we're going to try and get mics and an interface, all that kind of if stuff. If we're not dead. If we're not dead, right. And actually, you know, talking about guests, too, I was texting my, with my friend Tom the other day. Tom does a podcast called Washed Up Emo, where he interviews a lot of people from, like, predominantly, like, 90s emo bands, Promises, Promise Ring, Braid, Texas is the Reason. Right. Shit that you fucking hate. I hate. Shit that I fucking hate, love. Hate, hate, hate. Uh, Tom is a really, really rad dude. Um, and Tom's first love is 90s hardcore of precisely the ilk that we just heard with Inflict. Yeah. Uh, precisely the stuff that you like, the stuff that I got into when I was getting into 90s hardcore. And he and I shoot the shit about it frequently. He and I started talking, I think, last night or the night before about Brothers Keeper. And he was talking about how he wishes that Brothers Keeper were an instrumental band because he hate, hates bah, Mike Ski. Bah, yeah. Bah, bah. yeah, he hates Mike Ski's vocals. Yeah. I love Mike Ski's vocals. Um, but we were talking about, because he, he had talked about having me on Washed Up Emo years ago, and it just never came to fruition. He would be a really good dude to have on, on an episode of this okay. sometime. He is, a, he is a dude I would love to have on. Uh, so, yeah, next next monetary goal is basically to invest in a uh, an interface and some more high-quality mics so that we can actually have fucking guests on the show and have it sound proper. Because we had guests on the Inner Armor show. Yeah, I love the shitstorm of it. Right, yeah. That was so much fun. It was a ton of fun, but it would be nice to have, like, some high fidelity audio yeah you know what I, I mean? honestly i don't think that having having uh inner armor friends on there would work any other way no it needed to be that level Just of chaos a, if anything a room mic right yes exactly it's the perfect representation of hanging out with them right well almost perfect right yeah um but yeah, so if you want to yeah, give to the Patreon, almost, <laughs> almost. Uh, if you want to give to the Patreon, it's highly encouraged because we're just throwing all the money at this point right back into the show to give give you a higher quality uh, product at the end of the day. So if you want to give to the Patreon, I'll shout it out again at the end of the show, but it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. Five bucks and up gets you access to all the Patreon episodes that we've done, plus new stuff. Uh, we're recording, I guess, probably tomorrow at this point, right? Because yeah, it's 1130 it's, it's already. 1130, yeah. um, so tomorrow we're going to record a Deep Wound episode where we basically explore the family tree that originated from Deep Wound. So Sebado, Dinosaur Jr., and fucking some other Stoner Witch. Cousins. Uh, all, all sorts of weird stuff. Um, and, you know, Deep Wound alone should be incentive enough because what a good fucking band. So, on that note, you had a couple YouTube updates. Because we talked about, a couple weeks ago, we right. talked about adult babies. Mm-hmm. And we hipped some people to their existence. Right. Namely, Anthony from Gel, who was right. very upset to learn about it. Yep. But you found some new stuff on YouTube. I found, I found some stuff that... 
quite frankly, is shocking. Yeah, it, 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 it shocked me. Yeah. Um, number one, you can find if if uh, if you're so inclined, mm-hmm. if you. So I stumbled upon this because our friend Brandon uh-huh. sent a text last night that I thought was a series of YouTube videos, pissing in the F two fifty again, uh-huh. pissing in my F two fifty, taking a hot piss on the seat of my F two fifty, and it and, and like I I was like oh my god if there's I, seriously, if there's a YouTube channel where it's just some guy pissing in his F two fifty, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna subscribe and watch every single fucking video. And I searched and I found some fucking videos that of like dudes pissing in on trucks. Uh-huh. But it was a lot of times like you know some fucking slack jawed yokel talking about how much he hates a Chevy Blazer, so he goes up and pisses on it. Right. Like the Chevy Blazer is any fucking different from right. a fucking Ford Explorer. And that's a very different energy than what you were looking for. Right. I'm not. I'm. I'm not looking for fucking you know dead brain cells no you know you're looking for a bizarre paraphilia i'm looking i'm looking for the the weirdo stuff i'm yeah. looking for the stuff that surprises you so i came across a bunch of videos dealing with the bathmate penis extender uh-huh. which is a penis pump um that i guess as long as you're posting a tutorial video of how to use it uh-huh. you can show yourself jacking off with a fucking penis pump on youtube right because the video that you showed me had over a hundred thousand views and it's been up for uh almost a year almost a year yeah. and so the first video that i found mm-hmm. um i googled uh pissing in the f-250 <laughs> I, I mean i searched in, not in google but in youtube yeah pissing in the f-250 and the uh the first video that came up was pissing off my penis pump. And it's a close-up of a dude with his cock in a fucking penis pump pissing with uplifting um, Kia Sorento right. music Yeah, it's cell phone behind. commercial music. And boy, it's a healthy stream. And he fills that pump right up, yeah. and it plops right off his dick and floats away <laughs> in the bathtub. Yeah, it sure does. And, I mean, there it is. And then that, of course, then led to a rabbit hole um, of a young boy uh-huh. filming his dad arcing a stream of piss over a truck. <laughs> right? You know, he's like, Dad, watch. Dad's going to pee over the truck. And then his dad fucking arcs this, like, 20-foot stream over the truck. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and some other truck pissing stuff. A bunch of penis pump videos of dudes fucking jacking off in their penis pumps. <laughs> Um, and then uh, a bunch of several videos um, of uh, dildos being removed from shitty assholes, medically right. removed from shitty assholes. Yeah, which apparently you can show on YouTube. Yep, as long as it's under the pretense of education. Right. Um, and I guess it can have the title "Removing Asshole Dildo from Giant Shitty Asshole." <laughs> Right? Is that the title? Of Something the video? like that. And yeah. there she is bent over. Right. They've got a fucking speculum in her asshole. That thing's probably dilated to like four <laughs> inches across. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they pull a slimy orange dildo out of her. Yeah, they sure do. Unbelievable. <laughs> so if you're looking for a way to get past the not safe for work videos and uh-huh. rub one out. Yeah, right. <laughs> right at your desk. Right at your desk at work. YouTube's got, got what you need apparently. If what Between you, the adult babies and the diaper filling, uh-huh. the dildo removing, and the bathmate pissing, yeah. <laughs> right? You got a healthy fucking spank bank right, right there. Right. Yep. Uh, anything else that you'd like to cover before we sign out for the week? Uh, no, um, not really. Uh, things are probably going to get weird if we can't leave the house. Things are going to get weird, right? Yeah, I guess we should give you a heads up that uh, we will do our best to accommodate 
you know, long distance recording if we do get quarantined, if that becomes a mandated thing. That said, Nate is a dyed-in-the-wool neo-Luddite, so working around his technical limitations might be somewhat challenging, but he does have a tablet that he uses for work and occasionally playing pinball simulators. That's right. So we might be able to work something out. watching Bathmate YouTube videos. Right, of course. (laughs) That goes without saying. So I also mentioned, too, because sometimes when I'm teaching, I pull up YouTube to show certain videos. Right. Now I'm going to have to be careful. Yeah, you really are, because you don't want your students seeing bathmate pissing videos. No. Um, so, yeah, so if we, you know, we're going to do our best to provide an episode in these trying times. If we do, it might take a bit of a hit to quality. You know, we'll see. People do long-distance recording all the time. I was listening to an episode of uh, Worst Possible Timeline where uh, Patrick recorded his part from Cambodia, and it was not great, but it was passable. Right. You know what I mean? It was it was enough to, to, to do the job. Right. It would be tough because we would each have to listen to the songs on our own setup you know That's what i fine. mean but it might be all right because we could also use headphones which yeah. is probably a little bit more of a tried and true right. representation I, of the I, recording. I, don't, I, I don't think i think the biggest <clears throat> limitation will just be able to um find a platform that allows us to basically you know uh, to use it in, in as a general term skype right yeah all right skype zoom whatever you want find some sort of like like streaming platform yeah. that is also going to allow you to record right there, audio simultaneously. There's one that I found that, I, like I said, I think they, they have a free trial available, so we might try that out. But, hey, it might not come to that. I just wanted to give our loyal listeners a heads up that uh, there may be some weirdness in the coming weeks, but we're going to do our best to you know, circumvent it and still get content out. We'll try to keep you company. We'll try to keep you fresh on what's happening. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, you know... Try to keep you up to speed with what's happening on YouTube because apparently uh, shit's popping off. Yeah, evidently. So until next time, go check out those uh, Bathmate penis pump pissing videos and we will holler at you soon. Stay safe out there.